Potty training is a big step for both kids and their parents, and being prepared for the right tools and knowing how to use them can be a big help, especially when potty training two kids at once. What are the potty training essentials, and what seems to work best for twin parents? We turn to our parent panelists to learn more about their personal experience. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. And I'm your host, Christine Stewart Fitzgerald. Now, we know twin parents are very busy, so you can download the Twin Talks app available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows Marketplace. If you want to have our episodes delivered straight to you, then subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, and each new episode will automatically download to your mobile device. I want to turn this over to Sunny, who's going to talk about our virtual panelist program. Thank you, Christine. So, yes, for everyone who's not here in our studio here in San Diego, there's a great way to participate in our shows. It's through our virtual panelist program. So what I'm going to be doing throughout the show and what I do before we record the shows and even after is I go on social media. So our Facebook page, our Twitter page. I am posting questions that a lot of you guys have had um, that you guys have sent us regarding the episodes and the, the topics that we're talking about. If you guys want to ask questions to our experts. Um, You're more than welcome to do so. We want to continue this conversation online as much as possible. So like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. We're using the hashtag TwinTalksVP. The VP stands for Virtual Panelist. And I'm going to hop on right now, take some pictures, and start the conversation. All right. Well, let's jump into this and let's get started and introduce ourselves. Um, so I'll introduce myself. I'm your host, and I've got uh, identical girls who are now five and a half years old um, in kindergarten. So our potty training experience was uh, not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do have a singleton girl who's uh, two and a half, and um, we've been doing this potty training thing for the last year now so oh boy <laughs> so is this is this is near and dear to my heart <laughs> so are you making progress with it then um you I don't know that? I really don't know <laughs> that's a good say. question yeah then <laughs> let's do jump over um let's see Brandy we've got Brandy on the phone hello I am Brandy Wallace I am the happy proud mother of two sets of twins I have identical boys that are five and a half same age as Christine's girls, but mine are not yet in kindergarten <laughs> because of where their birthday fell. And um, I also have fraternal boy-girl twins that are also two and a half, like Christine Singleton. <laughs> and we have not even started down the potty training road the second time around. So we are we're coming on that upon that intersection right now. <laughs> yes, and I mean considering you have more boys and girls, and I think we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Maybe the difference. Yeah. And uh, Sunny, over to you. All right. So I have four children. Myself, my oldest is about to go into kindergarten in September. Uh, a boy, so he's uh, he'll be five in July. And my middle guy is just turned three. And then I have identical twin girls who um, are about 18 months. And so 
18 months seems a little early to me to start potty training. They are girls, so I don't know. Maybe they have a little edge up because they're girls. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, but my experience has been with boys not having the edge up, per se. Um, and so we have not gone down that path. Um, I'm actually in the process of potty training my three-year-old. So I've, I've got potty training experience, not so much with twins, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be taking notes during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so before we start today's show, we are going to talk about a news headline, and we like to find headlines that are online, kind of making the rounds, obviously specifically having to do with twins and multiples, and this one I thought was really inspirational. I think it really talks about um, the bond between twins and and how they can really help one another out. This headline says, Trimotol Tot cried to save her twin brother's life after he stopped breathing in his sleep. So the twins were basically sleeping together, um, boy-girl twins twins and I should say that they were way premature they when they were born they were born at 25 weeks and very very tiny not even not even two pounds this happened when they were three months old and the little girl her name is Amy her twin brother Jake just stopped breathing and I call it intuition she kind of knew something was wrong and she started crying and fortunately the parents heard it right away and the husband Chris Uh, was actually trained to resuscitate a baby. It doesn't really say why. Maybe he was a medic of some sort or maybe just had some CPR training. Husband woke up, went in. um, He said the baby's lips were blue. Like everything we just totally cringe on when we think of SIDS and and, and all the things that can happen. Um, But it was because his sister cried that um, the dad woke up, came in, they took the baby to the hospital, and the baby ended up surviving and is okay. And I'm I'm sure the parents are still on edge. I'm I'm sure they've got monitors galore in their house, you know, trying to um, prevent accidents like this from happening. But I thought it was, again, just a really nice story to, you know, showcase, you know, how twins kind of take care of one another and in ways that we don't necessarily always see. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that is an amazing story. And and to me, I mean, that just illustrates like how close and in tune, I mean, twins are. I mean, you think about it, you hear all these studies about how twins are aware of each other in the womb. And I mean, I truly believe that, I mean, they... They know. I mean, they're communicating on a you know a nonverbal level, and then there's this this sense of well-being. I mean, sometimes we talk about you know pets have that sense of well-being. Well, I mean, you can imagine on it for humans, right? Uh, right. I mean, so much more intense. Um, so I'm I'm sure that at some level, you know, here she is a three month old. Well, you know, yeah. age adjusted probably. <laughs> right? You know, nine month old baby. Right. And just she just somehow knew there's you know, and and that's just instinctive. I I, I mean that I I'm, I'm mind boggled. <laughs> it, it turns out that her little brother Jake, um, medics found that his lung had collapsed <gasps> and he was also fighting three infections. Oh my gosh. And Brandy, I'm sure you see, you know, with your twins, just kind of how they support each other and, um, you know, just help each other out. Oh, absolutely. The younger set right now are, uh, they're still in their crib. And if, you know, one is upset, the other calls for me and says, you know, calls out, you know, my sister or my brother's name. Mommy, you know, so and so needs you. She needs, you know, fill in the blank. He really, he especially really takes care of her. Yeah. And lets me know what she needs. And the other day she started to cry because she was upset and he looked at her and he started crying too as if he felt her pain. Right. And, uh, wanted to cry right along with her. (laughs) And then you wanted to cry because they were crying. (laughs) (laughs) Always. 
Potty training is an important milestone in your twin's life. And considering how many diapers twin parents go through on any given day, it's easy to see why. Today, we're learning about the gear and logistics used by many twin parents as they begin this daunting challenge. So, of course, probably the biggest thing we all start off with is some form of a potty chair. You know, we're talking about those little, either um, the the tiny little bowl kind of, I guess, you know, Bjorn sort of you know, almost they're like large cups, I would say, (laughs) (laughs) or to the more elaborate, you know, little seats that, um, I mean, I I know I've got some that um, they play music when the kids pee. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, you know, I got them as a um, secondhand through um, people in our, in our twins club, which is great since, um, you know, you really don't, you're not using them for such a long period. Um, And I I know in in my case, um, we found that having them was a really big help because it just brought everything down to their level Mm -hmm. so when we're in the process of teaching them to pull down their pants and try to be independent it was one less thing to worry about okay they have to climb up and you know do things that are maybe size wise this was just right 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 there on their level actually with my first set we went with the minimalist approach um having twins we have enough gear and things in our house and i thought i'm going to try and make this as realistic as possible because if we're out and about they're not going to have a little baby potty chair so we just went straight to the big person toilet and uh, we had one of the seat adapters that folds out of the lid Mm -hmm. um, that they could pull down and um, i mean you know we i think we went to home depot and bought it thirty dollars or something so we had a whole new toilet seat um and it has a little child seat that folds out of the lid and they would use that and um we didn't have any extra gear now the second time around i feel like we're probably going to go with the opposite route because just logistically i now have four children needing to use one toilet so i think i just number wise am going to need uh extra kid potties standalone sitting around the bathroom so you're just you're talking about like seats you need to have places for the little bums to put themselves yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) that is a consideration (laughs) definitely you know now I have to say I think with with the with the potty chair I mean that is an advantage because you know generally I mean at least I I don't know I haven't seen any bathrooms in you know people's homes that have where they have more than one toilet although maybe for twins that is you know an idea well no I'm I mean, you say that in jest, but I'm friends with a triplet mom who just remodeled a home that they're living in, and her husband was really pushing for a, a urinal in the, they have triplet boys, he was wow. pushing for a urinal in their bathroom, and oh. they opted against it, and the mom says, I really kind of regret that decision, I wish I had had it now. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I could see that, totally. But it's not, it's, so it's a urinal, like the idea at least was a urinal and then a, a potty, right? So not two potties. Or toilets. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, no, that's, that's right. That and they actually even have, a, they even have a trough sink with three little spouts in it for the boys. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my goodness. You know, I mean, that... If I could customize my bathroom, I would be thinking along the one right now. <laughs> the bathroom designed for multiples. Well, so, okay, so here, here's my take on this. So, um, again, I, I have a almost five-year-old that I have potty trained. Woohoo! And I have a three-year-old that is going through the process. And so I haven't, I haven't entered the twin, the twin area yet. But I will say that up to this point, we have used what what Brandy basically describes. So what I don't know online they call them a seat reducer or like a potty seat. And we we did the same thing. We went to like Home Depot or something like that. And it's something that 
actually fits on the seat. I guess you can get a couple different styles. So ours actually like screws into the seat and is bolted oh, in there or wow. something like that. So it's like it's like you lift up, you know, if you were to lift up the the toilet lid, right? So you've got that layer. And then there's like another little baby thing that you can lift up. So it's it's kind of like multiple layers. So you know, any adult could use it and, and be fine, too. They just have to lift up that little baby seat, and it would go behind them just like the toilet lid would go behind you if you're sitting on the toilet, right? And I think, now what you're talking about, it's, it's built in so you can actually close the toilet oh, yeah. lid yes. completely. Yes. Okay, yeah. and, and that worked really, really well for us, at least for the two boys, right? But I didn't have, again, I didn't have babies that needed to go potty at the same time. Um, but it, it has worked really well, especially now when my five-year-old goes about Bathroom. My three-year-old almost always wants to go with him. It's kind of like show and tell. I don't know. They want. He wants to kind of see what's going on. Um, and I never had that issue of, you know, two boys wanting to go at the exact same time. I can feel that coming on with my girls, though. You know, I can because whenever one does something, the other wants to do it. Yeah. And so I, I think I'm gonna have to adjust, kind of like Brandy. I'm gonna have to adjust my way of thinking here. Um, but my concern with just the potty chair. So if I didn't, you know, do the seat reducer thing, and I just went with potty chairs, I just feel like that's so much more to pick up. And I'm already maybe it's no worse than diapers. Honestly, I just feel like I'm like touching stuff I don't want to touch all day long. <laughs> Already. Oh, here, I here. know, I know. Yeah, the, the dumping and disposing. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Definitely. Now, I will say, and you know, in my case with with the girls, I mean, now my girls are just very social creatures. Yeah. So, I mean, when we had the the little potty seats, um, they would sit there and they would. I mean, like for a while, we had it kind of in our kitchen area mm-hmm. over. I should not say kitchen, but the eating area. So yeah. it was just convenient for them. It was in a public space, and they could just go sit down, and they would sit there. I mean, you know, together and they'd read books and they'd talk and it was like I mean it was you know think fast forward going to the bathroom together it all starts here yeah and and they were entertaining each other and I think um now I see with my singleton um you know she she does sit on the potty seat but I have to go entertain her so I think there might be an advantage of having the two being able to sit there you know, in a pu- in a public, well, not public, but you know what I'm saying, like in an area where most people just kind of sit and chat, kind or of whatever. off to the side, yeah. So, so not necessarily in a bathroom, right? Exactly. So you can yeah. have them in an area where you can see them, you could supervise them, and because I've I found that sometimes, at least in my case, I end up you know sitting with my singleton. I mean, it could be 20 minutes, it could be 40. Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you're like on your phone. You're like I'm so yes. bored. Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I I would say if if you do elect to get the potty chairs, definitely get two of them. I mean, it's so then they're not fighting over it. <laughs> right, right. If you are going to use the the big potty, then of course you need step stools. So, um, what did you guys use for for stools? So this was kind of. Um interesting in our house. I started with one step stool. Um, but I think not not only did we need it for the, the seat reducer thing, you know, that we had, but um, we also needed it to for them to be able to reach the sink. Yes. You know, to wash their hands and stuff like that. So um, I think regardless of whatever potty you go with, I think you're probably going to need a step stool. Um, we just went to Ikea and they have some really oh, cheap yeah. little plastic. <laughs> we use plastic um, simply because it's easy to wash. And especially when you're talking about little boys trying to learn to go potty. There's a lot of spilling and missing the toilet, and it's just I, the thought of um, not having plastic to easily wipe stuff off just totally grosses me out. So yeah. that's what we used. It just has some grip stuff at the top. Super. I think we paid less than five bucks for it. Oh yeah, yeah. 
And how about you? I mean, Brandy, I mean, of course, with boys as well. I, I, I never considered a porous surface like wood. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> For anything, really. Um, <laughs> not with all of these kids. I um, we, we also had the plastic tools. We've done different versions, different kinds. One had a little handle so they could move it from here to there or situate it. And then we just went with something cheap and easy because that's all that we really needed. Yeah. Now, now you know, I have to say, I, I, may, I don't know if we, we overdid it, but um, we've got like step stools galore in our house. You get a lot of use <laughs> you out do. of them. You do. You get tons of use out of it. And I, and I like the idea of having something available in each bathroom if you have the space because those stools, yeah. you know, even if even if they collapse, then you got to worry about it uncollapsing on a child. or You know what I mean? There's just some, there's always something. Yes. There's always a danger of pinching a finger. Yes. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> even for mommies out there. Man. Yeah. I've done that. Let's talk toilet paper. <laughs> when we switch over from, from diapers to the potty, um, you know, I mean, you use diapers, you're generally using wipes, which helps, you know, get their little bums, you know, clean. And then, you know, hopefully, eventually we can get over to them using toilet paper on their own, but that does take a while. Um, so, so how has that been for you? I mean, did you do a hard cut over or did you continue using wipes and in sort of in helping them learn how to, you know, clean themselves? We had uh, sort of two different purposes. Well, first of all, number one is that when they're using the big potty and they get to be in that magical place called the bathroom that they were pretty limited on exposure to up until that point, they were enthralled with toilet paper. They wanted to use toilet paper because it was new and it was round and on a roll and all that fun stuff. So we actually had a um, toilet paper for wet and dirty. They could use um, the flushable wipes because, again, that's a familiar feeling for them um, since they'd already been uh, you know, exposed to diaper wipes and things like that. And so we, had, we actually had to put a limit on because I know everybody has this problem with how much toilet paper is too much toilet paper. We limited them to the number of squares for the number of years they were old. Oh, okay. And again, like my my first set were three and three squares on a small bottom. It's, it's plenty. <laughs> right. Yep. And they had fun counting it out also. And of course, if it, they needed more than that, we went to the flushable wipes. Another tip too with the toilet paper, instead of the number of squares, depending on where your toilet paper roll is mounted or, you know, how high it is off the ground, we've also allowed them at their grandmother's house to unroll the toilet paper until it touches the floor because it was a short it wasn't that long of a distance but it was something fun for them to unroll and roll and stop and then now you can tear so just FYI I like that too you know I actually got rid of toilet paper in at least their own bathroom I still don't trust any of them really with toilet paper we do have the flushable wipes that we keep right next to the toilet um, and what I found for whatever reason is that they respect that more than toilet paper toilet paper is just fun to just play with and run with all around the house but when you're talking about like wet wipes I don't know for some reason that's not as fun to mess around with and so you know, I, honestly this may be a little bit too TMI, but I still have to take care of my almost five-year-old in that department of wiping and stuff like that. You know, but the wipes really help. And and like I said, I don't think he feels like as clean with just using the regular toilet paper. So the wipes are a must in our house. But don't use the ones, you know, just for the regular diaper stuff. Um, if you use disposable wipes for that, because that can clog your toilet. So there are specific wipes out there that for some reason are flushable and fine, right? So just look for that on the yeah. packaging. Okay. Save your plumbing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
Okay, hand soap, which, you know, I, I know it's not a big deal, but, you know, sometimes it can add to the fun experience of, you know, uh, kids in their bathroom experience. I don't, did anybody use anything that was kind of fun or foaming or scented? We actually didn't use any of the, this foams or that doesn't. Um, my boys had a problem, and even the babies, the younger two now, have a problem with wanting to use too much soap. Mm. Um, so my way around that was just finding a dispenser that was pretty hard for them to get the soap out of. They could get enough, but not too much. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to learn more about the gear that can help you prepare your twins for their potty training experience. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back. Today, we're talking with our twin parents about what potty training gear worked best for them when potty training their twins. We talked about the, some items that you might need in the bathroom. So let's talk about some items specifically for your twins. Okay, so how about uh, for the you know big kid underwear? Was that an incentive um, for your twins? Um, I, mean, I, I know like I told my girls that um, we're, we want to look, you know, big kids wear panties <laughs> and and our big incentive was when you know you can go for I think we said like five you know five days um, without having you know, any kind of accident then you get to get some Dora panties that Ooh. was the big you know the big reward yeah <laughs> I, I can say it worked with um with my boys my boys just love you know because we have the superhero just any kind and Thomas the train and and Elmo and all of that and and you know, my three-year-old today would be like, I want to wear Elmo underwear, you know, and he wakes me up first thing in the morning because um, he wears the training pants at night still. We're not ready. I am so not ready to take that leap yet <laughs> overnight or naps. Um, but first thing in the morning, he wants, you know, the training pants off and he wants his Elmo underwear on. And it doesn't matter if it's seven in the morning, <laughs> 630 in the morning was this morning. Um, but yeah, huge incentive in my house. <laughs> How about you, Brandy? We have the same scenario finding that character that they love so much. Actually, when we were trying to get them to understand the whole potty training process, we would let them wear the undies over their diaper oh, um, yeah. for a little bit. And then once they understood <laughs> that you could actually wear these without the diaper, that was an even bigger incentive for them. So, yeah, same thing. We did the exact same thing as you're talking about. Oh, cool. Oh, my gosh, Brandy. It's so funny you said that because so my boys go to preschool, right? And a couple times my three-year-old has come home with training pants underneath and uh, in underwear on top. And I I was so perplexed by this. I'm like, did they forget <laughs> to take the diaper off? What is going on? And now it totally makes sense that you said that. <laughs> I had no idea it was the way to train them. <gasps> wow. <laughs> and you mentioned training pants. I want to say, too, we went through different phases of types of underwear for a while because we never used the plastic lined panties that they have because, you know, we wanted them to feel the wetness and right. to feel uncomfortable and make them, you know, motivate the potty, you know, if that, if that was going to happen. Um, of course, we had a whole different route, but we were prepared for that. Um, but then um, we ended up getting the... Uh, I don't even know if they're called training pants, but they had a thicker front to them so that if they just didn't quite get there in time, it wouldn't completely soak their, themselves. It, it wasn't like they wet themselves, um, but it had a little bit thicker front to them before we graduated to the really thin cotton ones. Did you also use pull-ups? I mean, in kind of in, in progressing, I mean, if you go from, let's just say you're using disposable diapers to the training, did you use pull-ups you know, before you got to the training pants? Let me think. Did we? <laughs> I know that we used pull-ups for nap 
and bed for the sleeping time. Right. But we never use, we didn't use pull-ups during waking hours. So no, we never used those during the regular day, just nap and bed. And then of course the nap time went away and we still used them at night mm-hmm. for a long while. Kind of the same thing. I mean, we did, we, we were using cloth diapers and, um, you know, they, they could take them off themselves, but couldn't quite put them back on. So we thought, okay, um, you know, they needed to move to training pants. So we did the kind of cloth, kind of what you're trying, the thick mm-hmm. sort of just plain old Gerber training yeah. pants. And um, when, you know, when it was pretty much when they got to the point where, you know, they could go for several hours, you know, without wetness. Um, and then, yeah, we use pull-ups, disposables kind of at nighttime. How about, you know, for uh, rewards and incentives? I mean, did you use any kind of, you know, charts or... I don't know, stickers, jelly beans. <laughs> How did you, what, what was uh, your, your motivating factor? Well, for us, it, the motivating factor, and my advice for any parent is find their currency. What, yeah. what does it for your kid? Because mine never responded to sticker charts or, you know, prizes or things like that. My children were motivated by candy. Yeah. <laughs> You're here. So the day that we were training, we actually used um, the, you know, that four hours, the four hours on that one day, we used M&M's for them. Yep. And we we had them check to see if they were clean and dry like every 20 minutes. We didn't reward them for going to the potty right away. We rewarded them for checking if they were clean and dry, then they got a little m M&M. and And then oh, if they went to the potty, they got an extra one. Um, Like I said, my kids couldn't make the connection between feeling the pressure and getting to the potty. So once we kept checking for clean and dry, because that's really the really the end result we all want anyway, then they understood it. Um, But I very quickly realized that you know we started at 8 a.m. and by noon we were done. But I also realized that by noon I wasn't parenting my children anymore. I was parenting the chocolate. (laughs) So, uh, So the very next day we switched. I think gummy bears or something. <laughs> yeah. a, lot, a lot less, you know, stuff for them. <laughs> and um, it was pointed out to me later, and I re- adapted this maybe like on day two or three, to fill up a clear jar with their treats in it. If you're going to go the treat route, um, to fill up a clear jar for each of them, so they each have their own. And when the jar is empty, you're potty trained, and you know what to do. You don't get the treats anymore. Oh, oh, that's smart. Because, yeah, that's always the question is when do you end, you know what I mean? Because like, then right. they just start to yeah, they expect knew what to it. Expect. They kept watching the jar get smaller and smaller. Right. And they knew. Well, that's wow. a good idea. Uh, Brandy, have you heard about putting M&Ms, especially for boys, in the toilet as an aiming technique? Did you try that at all or was that just wasteful I've, M&Ms? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard of I've heard of Sink the Cheerio. I've yes. heard of that game, not, not M&Ms. I've heard of Sink the Cheerio. <laughs> um, but, but with my boys, when they trained, we trained them that um, when you're learning to potty, um, boys sit to pee. Yes. yes. So yes. we trained them to sit because I wasn't even a – prepared to clean up the messes that would come from a standing trainer you know it's funny that you know my my um my now almost five-year-old um that's all he wanted to do was sit it was kind of a difficult process to get him to stand and pee but my three-year-old refuses to sit and pee I tried to do that with him and he's like no and maybe it's because he saw his brother stand maybe that has mm-hmm. something to do with it but you know kids can yeah. be finicky that's exactly what's happening in my house right now the yep. two and a half year old is toying with the idea of potty training you getting used to what it looks like he doesn't understand when I tell him to sit he's like uh no (laughs) he stands there and and faces the toilet because that's what his two older brothers do and unfortunately that's what the two-year-old girl wants to try Uh, oh no (laughs) you can't win 
one other tip for the parents who are with with these multiples that we're that we're raising when it comes time to having everybody maybe in the bathroom at the same time and sort of controlling chaos a little because that's my daily existence. I used a dry erase marker and drew pictures of each of the steps of the process on the mirror. Mm. And oh, so that yeah. they could sort of, you know, could, you know, I can read. So I would draw a picture of a potty and then put a little number one next to it. <laughs> and then number two, I drew a picture of little undies. Cause then you pull up your undies, you know, whatever the steps are. You draw the little steps on the mirror with the dry erase marker so they can kind of stay on tap. Oh, yeah. You know, and you raise a good point, too. I mean, I, I think we didn't touch on it, but there are some great potty books. Yeah. And it, and it you know, oh, yeah. talks about it in story form mm-hmm. where, you know, here's here's the sequence of here, you know, you feel this. Okay. And you get to wear potty pants and you get to do this and then you flush the toilet. And yeah. I think it's, I mean, I think, you know, having pictures and yeah. stories and everything just to reinforce right. that the concept is a really great idea. Yep. I agree. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. And this conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. And after the show, we'll explore some tips for potty training your twins on the go. For more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. It is time for a segment on the show we like to call Twin Oops, and it's where you lovely twin parents write in and tell us about some of the funny stories that you've experienced with your twins. So this one comes from Cindy, and Cindy lives in Delaware. She says, when my twins were about four weeks old, I was home alone with them and my just-turned-two-year-old Connor. Everything that could possibly go wrong did in a matter of 15 minutes. Oh, been there, done that, right? First, Connor threw his oatmeal on the floor, getting it all over him and the cat in the process. I was trying to clean it up while listening to two babies cry. Then Colin starts spitting up everywhere, so I left the oatmeal and tried to clean him up. In the meantime, Connor throws a toy and hits Colin in the head, so he starts crying even louder. As all of this is going on, Kira starts to poop. (laughs) It starts seeping out of our diaper and all over the bouncer. I take her upstairs to clean her up. After depositing Connor in his crib, debate whether or not just to throw out Kira's entire outfit because it was completely covered in poop, put her naked on a towel on the floor while I go to get a bag to put her outfit in. Come back to see that she has peed through the towel and onto our new carpet. (laughs) Later, when I'm done crying, I call my mom to laugh about it all. Because honestly, all you can do is laugh at that point. I figure things couldn't get much worse than that after 15 minutes. (laughs) Cindy, I love your story. Thanks so much for your honesty. And yeah, we've all been there, right? Especially those of us with twins. Plus, you have other siblings involved. And all I have to say is that which does not kill us makes us stronger. Well, that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies, and Parent Savers, your parenting resource on the go. This is Twin Talks, parenting times two. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. 
Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.